to the Icon Church podcast. Icon Church is one church in five locations. Our vision is human flourishing. We pray that this podcast helps you to flourish in life. For any more information about Icon Church, log on to our website at www.icon.church. We hope you enjoy this podcast. Derby and in Sheffield, there are some incredible people. And uh, there are some incredible people in uh, Icon Chesterfield, and there's incredible people watching us online. So as you take your seats, why don't you say hello to two or three incredible people and just tell them you're so glad that you sat next to them today. You've been praying all week to be sat in that spot. Awesome. Uh, What an incredible atmosphere in worship today. Just the presence of God um, in both our services so far today. And there's the third service coming up that I know is going to be incredible. I want to turn straight to the scriptures. We're in week three of our AIM series. And uh, next week will be the final part, week four, for all locations. But I want to turn straight away to the scriptures we've been reading for the last two weeks. And I'm going to add one verse onto that at the beginning from the same chapter. So Matthew chapter 6, verses 25 to 34. Jesus says, Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food and body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air, They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? And why do you worry about clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow. Consider the lilies of the field. They do not labor or spin, yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that's how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? So don't worry saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after these things and your heavenly father knows. Your heavenly father knows that you need them. So seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow. For tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Do not worry about tomorrow. And then same chapter, Matthew 6 and verse 11 says, give us today our daily bread. Do not worry about tomorrow. Give us today our daily bread. Uh, One of my favourite painters is Pablo Picasso. And one of the things I love to do is go to the Picasso Museum in Malaga and uh, see his paintings. And one day he was travelling through his country of Spain and he he was on a a train and he had a fellow traveller who realised who he was. And he said to him, this traveller said to Picasso, he said, 
Why is your art, why is all modern art so screwed up? He wasn't swearing. He was just referring to style. We've got an example of the style here, and as you can see. And uh, why don't you paint the traveller continued? Why don't you paint reality instead of these distortions? Picasso asked, well, what is reality? What do you think that reality looks like? Here, like this, the traveller said, and in him a, a card with a photograph of his wife on it. Pablo Picasso took the picture and said, oh, that's reality. Well, your wife is rather small and she's flat as well. (laughs) You see, Picasso was trying to paint from a different perspective. He was using a two-dimensional world and environment of canvas and paint to present a 3D world. One of his famous sayings, Picasso, is if you look at a person, don't do it unless it's your spouse right now, but if you look at a person and you look at their eyes super closely, you will see that no two eyes are exactly the same. And that's why he painted those kind of distortions. He was trying to represent no two ears are the same and fall in the same place. He was trying to represent a 3D world in a different way. You know, in this series, we're opening up these famous words of Jesus But we're declaring that they're actually got layers and layers and layers of truth. And that actually in this series and in these words of Jesus, we are seeing that Jesus is trying to point us, trying to orient us on a path. We started with the idea of don't aim low. Don't just just aim low. Don't just worry about what you'll drink, what you'll wear and, and those kind of things, what you will eat. Don't just have concern with the basic things. Don't just focus all your intention on being like the neighbours and having what the neighbours want, and having what the neighbours have. But, but don't focus there, because your father knows, and he'll take care of you. And then last week, we talked about aiming higher. In fact, we said, aim as high as you possibly can, and make that your priority. Seek first his kingdom, and righteousness, and the basic things will be added to you as well. We're doing this series at the beginning of a year. It's a new year, 2020 is an iconic year, a year we've been waiting for, because we've been waiting for 2020 vision, haven't we? But also it's a new decade. And you know, I've been saying that one year in in your life, one year, usually there's not much change. I know that's not true for everybody, that actually some, some years there can be drastic change in people's lives, massive change in people's life. But normally, year on year, there's not too much changes. But in a decade, loads changes. That is always true for us as an individual, and it's also true of a church. Think about 10 years, 20, 30 from now, and I believe that that's why we're doing this series at the beginning of a decade, to make sure we're on the path of where God wants us to be as individuals, but also as Icon Church for the next 10 years. Some of you have got young children, and in 10 years' time, your children will be teenagers. Some of you have got teenagers. In 10 years' time, your teenagers will be married. It's getting a little bit happier. Some of you will have your first child within the next 10 years. Some of you will have your first grandchild or your 12th grandchild, depending on where you are in life. And Jesus is saying, don't worry. God's got this. God has got this. He loves you. He's for you. Worry. 
What a worry, worry is. You know, worry causes us to aim low. It causes us to withdraw from our daily passions. It makes us stop giving our best every day. Worry can stop you stirring up and using your gifts because you think, what will people say? What will people think? Worry can cause us to follow our feelings. And often that means that we shrink back and we become average and we just fit in rather than being the unique person God created us to be. So I want to talk today about this idea, everything, every day. Everything, every day. Don't worry about tomorrow, Jesus said. But he also said, give us today our daily bread. You see, because Jesus wants to orient us. To orient us daily. To aim us daily. So that blessing can move our way. He's only got good for us. And so any way that he wants to move us and shape us and focus us and direct us is only for our good. He wants to set us on a path that means we collide with grace, that means we collide with favour and His will. And He wants us to walk that path daily. Give us today our daily bread. He knows that direction and not intention will determine destiny. I can be intent on getting somewhere, but only if I'm on a path that leads there will I actually get there. When it Thinking of Picasso, we only know really of a few of Picasso's paintings. But actually, Picasso painted thousands, multiple thousands of paintings. He's not known today and famous today because he painted a few brilliant pieces. But because he painted thousands of paintings, he was on a path of painting. He painted thousands of paintings. And within those thousands are a few that we esteem to be brilliant. It's all about the path that we walk. When it comes to the next decade, what path will you and I take when it comes to our children, our career, our art, our health, our finance, our relationships, our contribution in society? What will be the path that we take over this next decade? What's true is this, that small steps over time can make huge advances. Small steps every day have great consequences. We've been thinking about our church, you know, and in the life of a church year on year, some years are better than others, some years are good, things change, you try some things, you start some things, you stop some things, you open some doors, you close some others, you know, things change, but year on year, nothing too much changes. But you think 10 years, if we think about 10 years in the life of our church, today Icon Church is completely unrecognisable to the church it was 10 years ago. And I believe in 2030 we'll be unrecognisable again. And we won't notice that change year on year, you know. We'll, well, some things will work, some things won't. We'll try some things, we'll stop some things. But actually, if we're on the path that God has for us, we'll be unrecognisable. Jesus said, consider the lilies of the field. I know if I asked you the question, how many of you believe that that can become that, you'd all say, yeah, that, that is a lily bulb, by the way, just in case you think I'm tricking you. That can become that. Nobody would doubt that. Nobody would doubt, but most of that time, is, it's hidden. Most of the time, it's unnoticed. Most of that time, that bulb is fragile. Most of the time, it's in a process. And then 
it comes to a place of beauty and a place of brilliance. And that's you. Most of the time over this next 10 years, you might be hidden. You might be buried in the soil. You might be in a process. You might be unnoticed. You might feel fragile. But watch this space. Watch this space because there's beauty and there's brilliance to come from you and me. Psalm 90 and verse 12 says this, Teach us, Lord, to number our days that we might gain a heart of wisdom. This verse is talking about how every day matters. Teach us, Lord, to number our days. And the result of numbering our days, the the result of daily bread, is that we get a heart of wisdom. About three years ago, I watched a documentary on uh, American football, NFL. And it was about the Seattle Seahawks and how they'd gone from a really average team and they'd they'd actually then won the Super Bowl. And and it was fascinating how a new coach had come in and he changed their systems. He changed their daily routines and he changed their belief. And he believed that if they did the right things every day, that one day they could have their moment of beauty and brilliance. And it happened. In fact, they put a, a, a sign on their training ground that when you entered the training ground, it says this, everything, every day. And that's where I've stolen the title of today's message. Because I want to talk about how should we approach every day? How should we approach good days? How should we approach bad days? How can I know the path that I'm on will be the one that causes me to collide with God's grace and favour and blessing? What are the steps I can take today? If I'm not worrying about my tomorrow, what is the daily bread that I can receive today that will mean I'm on the path? The psalmist says that if I can take care of my day, I can gain a heart of wisdom for my future. So I've got four things I'd love to share with you today uh, as quickly as I can, just I believe that will speak to us. Here's the first, number one, numero uno. Throw yourself on God's grace every day. Throw yourself on God's grace every day. Last week I talked about that phrase, seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. And when I talked about the righteousness bit, I talked about that righteousness means doing things the right way. I said, don't be like night, just do it, but do it right. Do it the right way. And it went quiet. Went quiet here in Chesterfield and I don't know about Derby, if you were quiet too, or Sheffield, if you were quiet too, but it went quiet. And I know why. I didn't get upset. Sometimes I get upset when it's quiet, but I didn't get upset last week because I know why. I know why. It's because of this. We aim. We have this desire. We have this passion, but we have this sense that we'll never reach it. We have this sense. We, we, We respond in our hearts and say, yeah, I want to. I want to do it and I want to do it right but we have this sense, I can't quite reach it. This sense of X marks a spot of limitation. Let's throw that graphic on the screen. X marks the spot. That I have this aim and I have this goal, but I never quite make it. I can't quite get there. It went quiet last week. Because as soon as I said, don't just do it, but do it right, the preacher in your head says, I'm going to fail. And that preacher was right. If the preacher in your head would have said, I've got this, 
This is easy, easy peasy, lemon squeezy. We can do this. If that's what the preacher in your head said, man, you're in trouble. But it went quiet because I know that's not what the preacher in your head said. I know that's not what the preacher in your head said because nobody clapped and cheered. The preacher in the head says, I'm going to fail. You felt a twinge of doubt, a twinge of inadequacy, a twinge of sadness. And if you felt that, you've got it. You know you need help. You know that X marks the spot of your limitation, that you can aim wherever you want, but you're going to need some help. Because you know the only thing you can do, the only thing you can do is throw yourself on God's grace. I don't know, is there anybody out here today who needs God's grace today? That's definitely me. Look at what Lamentations, Lamentations chapter 3, verses 22 to 23 says, Through the Lord's mercies, we are not consumed, because His compassions fail not. But look, they are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. I love that, that the compassion, the mercy, the grace of God is new every day. It means that if I threw myself on God's grace yesterday, there's new grace and new mercy today. And I can throw myself on that mercy today. God's grace is new today. God's grace and His mercy, it's His forgiveness, His acceptance, but also His empowering for my life. And when I can't get past the X, when X marks the spot of my limitation, what can I do? I can throw myself on the grace of God. I can throw myself on His mercy and I can throw myself on His grace and I can know with certainty because it's linked with His faithfulness that it's new mercy, new grace each and every day of my life. When X marks the spot of my mistake, my sin and my failure, I can throw myself on the grace and the mercy of God because there's new mercy and there's new grace. You see, X marks the spot. X marks the spot where you end and God begins. X marks the spot where you can't, but He can. X marks the spot where you don't have enough, but your God is more than enough. X marks the spot where people want to keep you small, average and defeated, but you throw yourself on God's favour and He wants you to thrive. X marks the spot where you find new people. New people who are throwing themselves on God's grace, God's mercy, people you can walk with, people who are for you, people who genuinely want you to thrive. X marks the spot where you're in the fire, but there's another in the fire with you. Come on. X marks the spot where Jesus died and in His death He took our sin, our shame and our guilt and He poured out His love and grace. Somebody needs to throw themselves on God's grace, God's mercy today. We need to throw ourselves on God's mercy every day. Come on, why don't we praise Him? Number one, throw yourself on God's grace every day. Number two, recognise the Holy Spirit is on your side every day. The Holy Spirit doesn't take sides, but He's on your side every day. Jesus said this in John 14 and verse 16. I will ask the Father 
and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever. I will ask the Father and he will send you another advocate. Sometimes that word advocate, it's the Greek word parakletos. Sometimes it's translated counsellor or comforter. And it can be translated any of those three ways, advocate, comforter, counsellor. But I love this word advocate because an advocate, and Jesus says, by the way, the Holy Spirit will be with you forever. That sounds like every day, right? That sounds like the Holy Spirit is going to be with me on my best day and my worst day. That the Holy Spirit is going to be my advocate today and every day. I like this word advocate because it means defender. In fact, Scripture tells us that our enemy is the accuser. And the Holy Spirit is our defender, our advocate. He's our defender, our shield, our lawyer. The psalmist calls him our strong tower. He's on our side every day. The the enemy is the accuser, the one who says, you can't do this. The one who says, you're not good enough. You don't deserve these. Look at all these people in church. They're way, 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 way better than you. I mean, have you noticed the enemy doesn't just say they're way better. He says they're way, 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 way better than you. He's an accuser. The enemy will even ask you questions that are accusing you but the Holy Spirit is your defender. You know, there's a verse in the Old Testament. I wish I'd looked it out. It's just come to me that says, when the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord raises a standard against him because he's your defender every day. He's also your comforter. Sometimes it's translated that way, as I said, which means he's our encourager. If you need courage today, the Holy Spirit is your encourager because an encourager puts courage in. That's what an encourager does. And he does it forever. He does it every day. He's on your side on your best day. He's on your, your side on your worst day. He's on your side when you succeed. He's on your side when you fail because he's your comforter. The day doesn't change who he is. <laughs> the day doesn't change what he does. He's with you forever and he's your comforter. He's your counsellor. The word is translated sometimes counsellor and it can be translated that way. That means he's the one who's got the wisdom you need. Can you see how the Holy Spirit is on your side every day? He's going to defend you. He will encourage you and he will counsel you with the wisdom you need. The Holy Spirit is with you every day. And he's working his process. Let him do his work. Trust him in his work. I said about this bulb that it spends most of its time underground. It makes, spends most of its time hidden and not seen. But here's what we do in, in this metaphor with our life. We keep going and having a look. Is the bulb all right? Oh, there's nothing happening. And the Holy Spirit's just saying, leave it to me. Leave it alone. Nothing's going to happen if you keep fiddling with it. Like, but we keep going back. Oh, we've gone back again. Oh, nothing happening. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. God would do it for them, but not for me. Have you ever said that? Let me tell you what you're doing. You're digging your bulb up. It's never going to flourish. Oh, I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. God was going to bless them. He won't bless me. Stop digging your bulb up. Let the Holy Spirit... 
do his work. He's on your side every day. He's your shield. He's your defender. He's your encourager. He's your counsellor. Number three, choose passion every day. Galatians 6 and verse 9. Paul writes to this, actually he writes to a group of churches in a region called Galatia. At least 10 churches, he writes a letter and it's a tough letter for him to write because there's some problems in the church. Who knew? Churches could have problems. But anyway, there's some problems. It's a tough letter for him to write. And he writes this. This is one of the things he writes. Let us not become weary in doing good. For at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Choose passion every day. Don't grow weary. I don't care who you are. Well, actually, I do care who you are because I love you. But you know what I mean. I don't care who you are. I don't care what you do. You will be tempted to grow weary. One of the Old Testament prophets even wants to tell us this and he kind of wants to really emphasize that, hey, you're going to be tempted to grow weary. And he does it by saying this, even the youths grow weary. You know, sometimes when young people say to me, oh, I'm really tired. I say, you're too young to be tired. Like you don't get tired till you get to over 50. Like, like you're too young to be tired. No, no, the, the, the prophet says, no, even the youths get tired. Don't despise young people when they feel weary and worn out and anxious. That's not our job. Even the young grow weary. Even youth revival get weary. Let me tell you, you can have the best job in the world. And you'll grow weary. You'll be tempted to grow weary. You can love people a lot. And give your life for people. But there'll be days when people are tiresome and wearisome. You and I have to choose passion every day. You can be the most creative person in the world. You can be the person who comes up with a new idea every 10 minutes. But some days work will be hard. Don't grow weary. Some days your kids will act as if they've got parents you know not of. Anybody been there? Don't grow weary. (laughs) When I think of our kids, uh, you know, all our kids acted as if they were from other spawn, anyway. Um, From time, at least I thought so. And I did question Jeannie about it, but are they really my kids? Like, all the holy people are judging me right now, okay. Don't judge, Jesus says, or you'll be judged also. Don't, don't, don't. Like, where's the unholy side? I'm, I'm happy to talk to the unholy people this morning. Anyway, so I grew weary when my kids went through really difficult periods. I did. They all had their moments for extended periods of the time. And, and I got, certainly with a couple of them, I got confrontational. I got weary. Um, and, uh, and Jeannie just used to go into their rooms, lay on the bed and pray for them. She didn't grow tired. She didn't grow weary. I did. I wanted to kill them. <laughs> like, I did not want to pray for them. No, no, no. 
I didn't want them to come with me into the presence of Jesus because even in prayer, they would spoil it. (laughs) Hey, you get my point. She didn't grow weary. She didn't grow tired. And now I'm so thankful for what God is doing in all my children. You'll You'll be tempted to grow weary. You can be in the best church in the world and you'll be tempted to grow weary. You'll find that there is an enemy that wants to accuse the church. You'll be tempted with all kinds of attitudes. Don't grow weary in doing good. You can have the best pastor ever. I won't pose for the camera because that is not me. All right? But there'll be times you'll be tempted to grow weary. Don't grow weary. Romans 11 speaks into this. It speaks into all this. Sorry, Romans 12, 11 speaks all into all this potential weariness. Even the word weary is wearisome, isn't it? I'm going to have to stop saying it because I keep saying weary and I'm starting to feel weary. It's weary. But Romans 12, 11 speaks into all this weariness. Never be lacking in zeal. Keep your spiritual fervour, serving the Lord. Don't lose your zeal, Paul says when he writes to this church. Because it's the Lord you're serving. It's the Lord you're serving. When you feel weary in your job, when you feel weary, you're not serving the guy who pays your wages, you're serving the Lord. Don't grow weary in doing good. When you become you know, weary in your family, It's not just you on your own. God is with you. You're serving God in your work with your family and what you're doing with your children. Don't grow weary. It's the Lord you serve. So shake it off. Come on. Is that Taylor Swift? Oh, I'd love to sing it, but then you wouldn't recognise it. Shake it off. And somebody needs to shake it off today. Come on, you need to brush off some weariness. It's It's Oh. It's an evil spirit that sat on you. You need to brush it off today. I came to tell somebody, this is a day of freedom if you want it. Brush it off, somebody. Come on, brush it off. Choose passion every day. And numero cuatro, number four. And the band can come back. I wasn't sure about this title, but first service thought it was amazing. I might just end there and not do it because I'm not sure about it. (laughs) I'm just playing for time. No, I'm not. Number four, be a builder, not a biter every day. Come on. Be a builder, not a biter every day. Let me tell you why all this matters. Because people matter. And you matter. Your destiny matters. Their destiny matters. The path matters. God loves people. God loves me. God loves you. And he wants us on the path. And if God can, he's going to use you to build people. If God can, he's going to use you to build his church. If God can, he's going to use you to make an impact in this world and make it better. Paul, in that difficult letter he had to write to Galatians, says this, Galatians 5 and verse 15. It was difficult. He says this, If you bite and devour each other. Oh, our media team is so good. Because that was in small caps letters. First service, and I said it should be in capitals. And now it is. Watch out or you will be destroyed by each other. 
You see, when you choose to be a biter, you might destroy others, but you'll destroy yourself. You can, you can bring others down, but you'll bring yourself down as well. You can ruin a person's reputation, but you know what? Your reputation will get ruined in the very same act. Be a builder, not a biter. When you choose to be a builder, you don't just build others up, you build yourself up. When you choose to be a builder and not a biter, you don't just encourage others, you encourage yourself. When you choose to be a builder and not a biter, you don't just counsel and comfort and defend others. You counsel and comfort and defend yourself. Be a builder and not a biter in Jesus' Name. Hebrews 3.13 says this, Encourage one another daily. As long as it's called today. So let me tell you how long you've got to do that for today. Another 11 hours and 49 minutes. You've got to encourage one another for the next 11 hours and 49 minutes. Oh, and do you know when that clock ticks? Then you've got another 24 hours to do the same. And then, uh, yeah, come on. And when that clock ticks, guess what? You get another 24 hours to do exactly the same all over again. Oh, I'm preaching myself happy with an age. Happy without an age. That was an Egyptian God. I won't be that. See, it also says in that verse that being a builder keeps me away from the deceitfulness of sin. I want to tell you, if you choose to be a biter, you're going to sin. Being a builder keeps me on the path. It keeps me planted in the right soil and it keeps me in the process that the Holy Spirit, I might be hidden, you could say today. You could say, I might be hidden. I might be unnoticed. But you could say this, I'm on the path and my day is coming. Watch this space because there's some beauty and some brilliance ahead. Let me finish with a story. I spoke recently to a young man and I can tell you this full story in a couple of months' time. I can't tell you the full story today. I'm just going to give you the headlines. It's a teaser. (coughs) I spoke to a young man recently and he started something five years ago. It wasn't his dream. He had a dream. He had a passion. And he felt God say to him, in five years, I've got something for you. And he didn't tell anybody. He told his wife. And he's just kept that. I think I might have been the second person he told. And he's just kept that hidden for five years. I've got something for you. I've got something that you really want, you desire. And he didn't tell anyone. And it's all been quiet. It's been hidden. It's been under the soil. But there's been a process going on. God's been at work lining things up. And 2019 was year four and there was nothing or seemingly nothing but God was lining up hundreds of things hundreds of people hundreds of things the bulb was still in the soil nothing had happened there hadn't been any shoots there hadn't been anything it was still in the soil but 2020 well that's year five and out of nowhere 
seemingly because for four years there's been a process going on but year five out of nowhere God has fulfilled his promise out of nowhere come on let's praise God for his faithfulness let me say this about that young man for five years he's been a builder not a biter for five years he's chose passion he's not grown weary and despite the nothing he's flourished where he was planted he's chosen joy where he was as much as he's possibly could and he's trusted the Holy Spirit and thrown himself on the grace and mercy and favour of God and what about you and me I want us to choose today. I'm a builder, not a biter. In Jesus' name, I'm choosing passion. I'm not going to grow weary. Despite the nothing, I'm going to know that there's a process going on. I'm going to trust the Holy Spirit. I'm not just going to keep digging around to see if anything's up. No, I'm going to leave it to God and trust the Holy Spirit. And I am going to throw myself on God's mercy and God's grace. Come on, church. Why don't we stand this morning? I'm going to pray for us right now and I'm going to ask the Holy Spirit to come because I believe, as I said right at the beginning, that God will have spoken to every single person. And I'm going to believe that there will be some seed in your soil that's going to bear fruit in the years ahead. I'm going to pray. The band are going to lead us. And then in our campuses and here in Chesterfield, one of our pastors is going to lead uh, us as we close the service. So come on, open your heart as I pray. Lord, thank You for Your Word. Thank You for Your Word today. Thank You that we can trust the Holy Spirit. Thank You that when X marks the spot, Lord, I can throw myself on the grace of God. When I come to the end of me, I can step into the beginning of You. I thank You, Lord, that today uh, nothing is lost, nothing is missing with You, that You are more than enough. I thank You I can trust the Holy Spirit and I can trust You, Holy Spirit, for Your work in my life. So today, in this place, fill us all. Fill each and every one of us with Your Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, come breathe in this place. Lift our hearts, lift our vision, lift our aim to see the Kingdom come and Your will be done in Jesus' Name. And everyone said, Amen. Let's worship. We hope you enjoyed this podcast from Icon Church. If you'd like any more information about Icon Church, log on to our website at www.icon.church. Have the best week.